firemen left to take off. I am the vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman! Oh! They expect one of us in the wreckage, brother. Have we started the fire? Yes. The fire rises. Welcome, citizens of Gotham, to a TFR bonus episode. That's right, we're back for a bonus episode. We haven't done one of these in a few weeks, but we are back to talk about the newest episode of Titans, Season 3, Episode 12, titled Prodigal. But before we get there, we have a few housekeeping items to attend to. Uh, so we're going to talk about a few things there. Before we do, I want to introduce my co-host, my partner in crime, Mr. Joseph Fornerado. Joe, welcome back. How are you, pal? I'm doing well. It's uh, it's good to be back to talk about a single episode of Titans and get this uh, this other fun stuff going before the the real main event on Saturday. So this uh, this is almost like the the appetizer to Saturday. Yeah, and this episode is going to come out just, uh, almost as soon as we stop recording. So yes, as of recording tomorrow is DC Fandom 2021. Joe, I, I am thrilled. We have no idea. We were just talking before we started recording. We have no idea what the schedule is, so I have no idea what to expect for tomorrow, but I'm really excited. What's your anticipation level? Oh, I'm really excited. And that's that's really why I was hoping we would get this episode in because once tomorrow hit, uh, hits, we're going to be pretty busy with that. So it'd be hard to just talk about the one single episode of Titans. It would probably have to wait till, you know, the finale to discuss this episode at that point. And who knows, you know, with everything coming up, uh, when we would get to that. So it's good to, to get this in. We could talk about the episode and spend some time here. And then, yeah, I am so pumped for tomorrow. It is... Um, it's crazy that we don't have the actual schedule, but I mean, it's going to be jam packed with stuff for, for four hours or five hours. What it is, is I, I think it's four hours, one to five. And um, yeah, it is. We got some cool teases from the Batman uh, yesterday and today, and it's just going to be a great day tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're, we're not really a news podcast, but uh, if you follow our Twitter page, I post all the time about things that are going on so you, you saw what matt reeves shared yesterday so we're not going to get into all that but keep an eye on the on the twitter page and not just because of what we share over what matt reeves posts and different news around the dc universe but you really want to pay attention to the twitter page upcoming because this is what i told you was going to happen on the last episode this is the official announcement for the tfr holiday giveaway that's right. This is what you need to know to be involved, to get uh, your name in the hat for one of these very cool prizes. So let's talk about the prizes first and foremost. There are two tiers for the prizes. There are tier one prizes and there are grand prizes. Now in the tier one, there are three Hot Wheels, the Batman Batmobiles, a digital code for Batman The Long Halloween Part 2, and the variant Harvey Dent cover of Batman 89 Number one. Now, the grand prizes are a Jada Toys, Batman Forever, Batmobile, and Batman, and Absolute Batman, The Killing Joke. So those are some awesome prizes, and how do you win those prizes? Well, let me tell you. For the Tier 1 prizes, now pay attention. For the Tier 1 prizes, 
there will be an official post pinned to the top of our Twitter page. That's at TFRBatPod. What you have to do to be entered to win the Tier 1 prizes is like that post, retweet it, and then reply with a picture or, or a GIF of your favorite version of Batman. One more time. Go to the official post pinned to the top of our Twitter page, like, retweet that post, and then reply with a pic or a GIF of your favorite version of Batman. And now for the two grand prizes, the way you will be entered to win one of those two grand prizes is to leave a rating and a review for us on Apple Podcasts, screenshot that review once you're done submitting it, and post it on Twitter and tag TFR Batpod. So one more time, for the grand prize, you're going to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, screenshot that review, post it on Twitter, and tag at TFR Batpod. Now the winners will be announced on our Christmas episode of the show, and then obviously it will be posted on Twitter afterwards, and you will have 10 days to contact us either by email at tfrbatpod at gmail.com or via a DM on Twitter, and that's tfrbatpod. Uh, so a few little restrictions here. Unfortunately, and I just announced on Twitter the other day how happy I am about all the international fans that we seem to have, all the, the international listeners that we have, but unfortunately, due to extremely high shipping costs, this contest is restricted to the continental United States. Um, and the hosts of this show, so myself and Joe, and this actually includes Matt Hewlin as well because he, he's been here multiple times, we are ineligible. So, Joe, no Jada Toys Batmobile for you. That's okay. Uh, I, I have my, uh, my Hot Wheels um, Batmobile from Batman Forever, so that's holding me over. Although those Jada Toys ones are really nice. I'm almost disappointed I didn't start with the Jada Toys, but my my OCD nature of collecting things that are similar will not allow me to switch over now. <laughs> well, you know, to it. that was a that was a last minute pickup for the contest because I had I have one of my own, and I was mm -hmm. walking through Target uh, yesterday. And I just happened to see that they had another one. And I was like, man, that would be really cool for the contest. So I decided to pick it up. So, yeah, there you go, guys. Those are the rules for uh, for the contest, for the holiday giveaway. The rules will only be on the podcast. So the official post will be on the Twitter page, but you have to have heard the podcast to know how to enter. So if you're listening right now, you're ahead of the curve. So with that said, I'm excited about the contest. Uh, I <laughs> I think we've made it pretty simple, don't you, Joe? Yeah, the only thing I will say is because I, I think we may have some listeners that aren't on Twitter. If that is the case, guys, and you want to leave a review for us on Apple Podcasts still, um, you could try uh, either messaging us on Facebook or something just to make sure you're entered. I feel really bad if there are people that just don't have Twitter accounts that can't enter. So if yeah. that's the case, then maybe we can share their... Um, posts on Twitter ourselves. Yeah. So for the tier one, I mean, that is, that is Twitter because that's where the official post is going to be. We have the most following on Twitter. So for the tier one prizes, um, maybe sign up for Twitter just to, just to enter the contest. I don't know. But if you just follow us on Instagram or Facebook and you want to be entered for the grand prize, yeah, just, um, just 
still leave the review, screenshot it, and if you're not on Twitter, just send it to us uh, either through the email pay, the, the email account or uh, direct message on Instagram or Facebook. So easy enough. But yeah, I, I'm I'm really excited, Joe. Uh, I hope this I hope this goes well. I hope uh, we get lots and lots of response because I'd like a little competitive uh, nature here. Uh, good natured, but competitive. What do you think? Well, it, it's been so much fun doing the podcast. I think when we, you know, when you started this podcast, it was going to be like a, I oh, will do it once in a while. It's not going to be a, a big time commitment. And then, you know, I jumped on with you and I, I really, I think we both just had so much fun with it. It kind of just took off where we've been doing it more than we even expected, I think. And I, I've had so much fun with it that I really am just, I'm so thankful that we have the listeners we have. And I, I'm just I really hope that this brings even more listeners to us just to, to get the word out so we can interact with people more. Cause that really has been the best part about this podcast. Oh yeah, absolutely. Anytime we get a message on Twitter or, or anything like that, it, it's just, it's, it's really fun because all we're here to do is, is we're two friends that like to talk about Batman and, and for, for all the other guests that have been on and, and just the, the journey we've been on so far, it's been really fun. So yeah, like, you said this was supposed to be a very casual thing and it's just become so fun that it's 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 kind of non-stop now it's a it's a it's a train rolling forward so uh but yeah that's that's how you enter the contest but we're going to put the contest behind us now because we the main purpose we're here for today is to talk about the newest episode of titans Okay, the newest episode of Titans, as I said at the top, is episode 12, titled Prodigal. So here is the synopsis for you guys. A dying Dick Grayson is brought to the Lazarus pit by Gar after he takes the form of a bat. Dick emerges from the pit fully healed, inspired by visions of his father and a future daughter. Learning that Crane plans on killing the city's entire population... Jason teams up with Dick, but they are unable to prevent Crane from obtaining chemical weapons he had previously attempted to destroy Gotham with. Donna leads Tim and his family out of Gotham, despite Tim's insistence on helping protect the city. After escaping her holding cell, Barbara attempts to reactivate Oracle. Blackfire arrives at the government facility she was contained in with Connor, where she discovers her ship is being held. When Corey informs her... Of their parents' actions, Blackfire decides to return to Tamarin, but Connor destroys the ship. All right, so Joe, we we talked a little bit about this episode through text, but we haven't gotten into it really. So our uh, our reactions to this episode are going to be pretty fresh. So tell me what you thought of episode twelve in general. <laughs> I I actually did really enjoy the episode. Ironically, they did the thing that I said I didn't want them to do. But I did say I would go with it if it was done well enough. And I, I really enjoyed the way they did it. I I was really interested this entire episode at what they were doing. I was really excited to see the story, you know, really lead to what is going to become the climax for next week. And, yeah, I, I'm really just really excited for next week. I'm pumped for, for how this is going to resolve itself. A lot happened in this episode and a lot happened in this episode without a real main action sequence. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I will tell you that the, the beginning of this episode, I think I texted you about it. Um, 
This is the one of the very few times, if not the first time this season, that I really thought, "Oh, God, Titans! You're you're <laughs> you're doing you're doing the Titans thing." Um, yeah. Because for, first of all, a gar turning into a bat, awesome. Because I, the more animals I can see gar turn into, awesome, that's that's great. Uh, but like him turning into a bat and all the other bats uh, just gathering with him and helping him pick up Dick Grayson and take him to the Lazarus pit, I thought was pretty damn goofy. If I'm going <laughs> to, if I'm going to yeah, be it's, honest, it's a little hokey, but I guess it was just, they didn't want to have them drag him because I guess, you know, Gar and no. uh, Rachel, would have well, to like pick them up and bring them there. I guess that's what they were trying to find a different way to do that. I don't know. Yeah, I'll tell you what 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 I thought of as soon as they picked him up. The first thing that came to mind was in the dream they took me to the lot. Oh, absolutely. that's exactly. <laughs> except this was literal instead yeah. of being a dream sequence. And yeah, I'm with you. I I thought it was so cool seeing Gar as the bat. And it seemed like that was really just the purpose of it was, okay, what's the reason for Gar to become a, a bat here? Or mm. they were trying to, you know, kill two birds with one stone. But yeah, I, I'll, I'm with you. I, I wasn't crazy about the look of that scene. It looked cheesy. It looked hokey. I will concede that. But um, that's pretty much where my negatives uh, end for the episode. And for me as well, because after we get past that now, we talked about, like you just brought up, about um, how we didn't just want Dick Grayson to be drugged into the Lazarus pit, and ta-da, he's, he's better. And they kind of did do that, but the reason I think I like it is because of the journey that we saw Dick go on while he was in the Lazarus pit. Um, I think his, his journey back is what was uh is what made it worth it for me. Now, I will say one th- one other thing that I thought about was okay, if he's actually dead, then why is he not going to the same place that uh Donna and Tim went? Mm-hmm. You know? That was a, that was a little thing that kind of made me scratch my head. And you brought up something while we were texting back and forth about the episode about uh, some possible editing issues. Do you want to talk about that? Well, I had seen, I don't know if the rumors or reports of people that may or may not be credible. I, I don't know um, where they get their information from. It's not a trade. It's not something like that, but it's usually people that are pretty solid with Titans information. Um, I've seen rumors that the, the, the episodes have been, longer episodes that have been edited down and certain things have been edited out that might flesh out these episodes more to make things make more sense. Um, Like in this episode, he mentions Donna and they go, did he say Donna? And I texted you saying, do you remember anything with Donna when he was in the pit? And you said, no, right. You you don't remember that. No. And and I haven't rewatched the episode. Yeah. But, but yeah, so, I, I just watched it the once yesterday. But yeah, I, I don't remember anything about Donna in, while he was in the pit. Yeah, and I will say this. The difference for me with this and the journey Donna, Hank, and 
um, Tim went on, to me, this is the pit. It's not death. So the same, he went on the same journey Jason went on. So to me, that's what I think that was the most. Um, uh, I mean, I guess relevant or the most the most interested I was in what they were doing was the dynamic of him dying like Jason did and him having to go through what the pit showed him and coming out of it and now relating to what Jason went through. I think that was the strongest point for me. And I, mm-hmm. the, the Joker imagery was awesome. I thought that was really cool. Oh yeah. Uh, Dick Grayson as the Joker uh, kill, like beating Jason with, the crowbar was deeply disturbing, uh, yeah. but it was done so well. Yeah, and I love. Oh, I, I want to interrupt. That. I want to yeah, interrupt real quick. This is a very, very sidebar tangent, but I just want to say it just it just hit my Twitter feed. Uh, Matt Reeves is really, really laying it on thick for Fandom. I don't know if you just saw this, but he just posted a. Um, he just re- retweeted the the posters that they that the Batman put out a little while ago. And he posted a riddle, and it says, "What's black and blue, and dead all over?" And mm. hashtag the Batman trailer, DC fandom. So yeah, yeah, excited about that. <laughs> and Matt Reeves <laughs> keeps doing things like this the past few days. But anyway, back to Titans. Sorry. Um. So yeah, go ahead. Um, your thoughts on the the Joker imagery with the karate? Just that suit was really cool. Yeah, um, and I don't know if it was the same suit that the stand-in was wearing at the beginning, but it was so over-the-top Joker. It, it, it looked so cool, and it was it's very bothersome. Like, in the comics, like, when they use the Bat Family and, and use that Joker motif on the Bat Family, it's always creepy, and we've seen it done several times. I mean, they just did it not long ago in Joker War. Um, with Dick Grayson, he was kind of a Jokerized Dick Grayson. So... Yeah, it's it's always creepy when they do it, and I think Titans really did it well here. But now, what did you think of of Jonathan Crane being kind of uh, Dick's guide through this journey in the pit? Yeah, that was the stuff that was, I mean, it's just playing on the fear theme for the whole mm-hmm. season. And, you know, Dick's succumbing to the fear and showing, again, I go back to the whole, dichotomy between him and Jason is so important because it's showing that Dick was, I mean, this is how I took it. Dick is just a stronger person mentally than Jason. Jason went through a lot and he wasn't able to come out of this in the right state of mind where Dick is just a stronger person where he was able to. And I think Dick comes out of this, not sympathizing with Jason to the point of forgiveness, but at least relating and understanding what happened. And mm-hmm. I, that's where I was not a fan of the whole Lazarus pit thing for Dick. I really didn't want that, but we said in the beginning of the season, how are they going to resolve the situation with Jason without killing him? Or how are they going to redeem him in a way that's going to make sense to us? And I think the way this episode ended, and I know we're jumping around a lot here and I, I think it's hard to talk linear with this episode because I think the most important part for me was the conversation Dick and Jason have at the end. And I think the way that's resolved at the end, and it's not necessarily resolved, but their confrontation there at the end, I think is the way that this had to happen. 
And I think it was the best way to do that. I, I actually really appreciated that conversation. And I think that's what made me buy into the whole Lazarus pit idea. Well, yeah. And, and so far as that conversation, I think my favorite part of that conversation was when uh, Jason, well, Dick offers the helmet, the red hood helmet to Jason and Jason said, so what I'm a Titan again. And Dick tells him, no, you'll never be a Titan again. And that's, that works so well for me because we talked about earlier in this season, I don't see a way where you can redeem Jason after all that he's done this season, especially uh, the murder of Hank Hall. Yeah. But it's like, it, it, there's kind of, it's kind of um, having your cake and eating it too, because he is sort of being redeemed kind of like what, um, what, the, the point that Gar brought up, you know, I've murdered people uh, and I wasn't in control of myself. How do we know that Jason is? And we know we kind of know with the whole crane thing that he's not really in total control, especially of his emotions or anything like that. Um, so he's not being fully redeemed because he's never going to be a part of the Titans again. He's never going to be, quote unquote, a hero again. Um, but Dick does need his help. So it's kind of like putting Jason in that area where he's in in the comics, where it's kind of like Red Hood and the Outlaws. He is on the he's kind of the black sheep of the Bat family now. Mm-hmm. They need him, but he cannot be fully redeemed. Yeah, and I I've always I've voiced this on this show or or before with you that I've always felt Jason's redemption in the comics came pretty quickly or or was kind of like over the not over the top, but he was almost redeemed too much in the comics for what he had done. And we're here. He's even done worse things and they're, they're handling it to a looser extent where he's not a member of the team. I don't even think he'll still be a member of the bad family, but it's almost like he's being not respected, but like tolerated and like they need it. Like you said, they need his help. If, he can be of service to them to help his own cause and to help their cause, but still keep their distance from him. He could still work and do his own thing. But like Dick said, you'll never be a Titan to me. That's like you were saying, like he'll never be a member of the bat family. So, and I, I think that's the the best way to handle this. I I really do like, that is the best part of the episode when he says, no, you will never be a Titan. Cause that was when I was like, okay, good. Like this, to me, they got this right. Yeah, and that's a that's a very convenient way to uh, send him off on a spinoff if they want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, I, it, that definitely did not. Um, that was not lost on me. <laughs> right. Yeah. So outside of uh, the oh, and before we leave the the Bat Family moments, I want to say uh, when when Crane found his chain and his hook. Oh yeah in the armory and was chasing Jason through the bat cave with it, man, I, this guy has, I think he's continued to get better through the season as Jonathan crane. And he was pretty scary in this episode. I mean, he was, he was intense and I think, and we've said this a few times, but this was the most scarecrow he's been all season. If he would put the damn mask on, it it would just go over the top. But, yeah, yeah, I'm trying not to beat that horse to death, but yeah, I, it's I so know, true. but 
the more the the better and better he gets. It's like, man, that's the only piece missing. Yep, it's more frustrating because he is good. If if I didn't like him as Scarecrow, I wouldn't care. Exactly. Yeah. If it was just if if he was kind of just whatever, it would it really wouldn't matter. But he is so good. He's very good yep. in the role. Um, but outside of the Bat family, uh, we have the we have the adventures with the other Titans. Uh, Donna with Tim Drake and his family. What did you think of of everything that happened with that set of people in in the episode? That that was the um, it was a little bit slower this week with that stuff to me. Uh, I I did like like that's where everything's going to come to a head as far as the big the big confrontation for the finale, I, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was more of, to me, it was more of kind of the same where the, okay, they're preparing for the fight against the GCPD. I don't know how you felt about that, or maybe I'm being a little bit too. Uh, uh, it, it was definitely, it was definitely transitional. Um, but there was the scene where they were trying to, where they were trying to leave in the armored truck when they yeah. uh, came, came up on the guards and the Tim's family and or Tim's dad specifically and Donna and Tim kicking ass. That was that was probably the most action packed scene in the in the episode. Yes. And it was done really well. Yeah, and the best parts of that are Donna and Tim's conver- conversations. I, I mm-hmm. most of my favorite things on these shows, I mean, yes, the action is great, but a lot of the character work and just the conversations these characters have are some of my favorite things. And Donna and Tim talking about how Tim wants to be a hero. And Donna is just trying to tell him like, no, be with your family. That's what you need to be with, or that's what you need to do. And Tim just not wanting to hear that because he just wants to help. And I, they've gotten Tim so perfect on this show that I can't wait to see his character progress going forward because I have loved every second he's been on screen. Yeah, he's he's been a he's definitely been uh, kind of a breath of fresh air for this show. He's a he's a great new character, and especially knowing that we that we've lost Hank, he is a wonderful addition. I can't wait to see where they go with him. Um, but the the Blackfire, Starfire, and Superboy segment of the episode this really intrigues me because I, I I'm I'm kind of at a loss as to how how they're going to tie are they going to tie the whole story together or is it just going to be these separate stories with uh, Crane and kind of the Bat Family and Starfire and Blackfire with the Superboy side story going on. How are they going to tie this all in for the final episode? Because that was the end of the episode when Connor destroys Starfire ship or Blackfire ship as she's decided to go back to Tamaran really was, it really made me scratch my head. I was like, man, what are they going to do with this? What, what did you think of that whole situation? Well, like I, you know, again, I've gone back to, they're really doing a, I think a really good job of, of showing both sides of Connor's DNA. They Mm -hmm. are showing Connor's Lex Luthor side a lot. They're showing that he has that, not the evil side, but just, he has his, his different sides pulling, you know, to fighting for, you know, which way he's going to go. And I was not expecting that turn of destroying the ship. And I'm starting to wonder if they're setting up Blackfire as the villain for season four. Because 
I can't see her all of a sudden being the big bad just for the finale, especially since we don't have any of the Scarecrow stuff done yet. Now, is it possible we're going to see both of these things come to a head separately? It's very possible, and that would be how they separate Connor from the fight against Jason. I don't know. I really don't know what they're going to do with this. I'm really intrigued. Like you said, I'm very intrigued by how they're going to handle this. And I I would be lying to myself if I said I wasn't nervous because they have a lot to tie together in one episode. They do have a lot to tie together, um, especially because – it, you know we're going to get a big final battle. Mm-hmm. And it looks like it's going to be most of the Titans taking on Crane. But how do we get past animosities that haven't been overcome yet? Like Donna, the only thing Donna knows right now is that Jason Todd killed Hank. So how is she now going to work with Jason against Crane? I, I don't know. I'm very confused as to how they're going to tie it all up and i hope they do a good job they've done a fantastic job this season but we all know you know the kind of the knock on titans is how they end their shows so i'm very curious as to as to how they're going to get there for episode 13 but yeah and i will say i will also say just not to you know i'm always the one defending the finales of titans i will also say i think it's a big problem with a lot of shows where they sit when a show is serialized like this a lot of shows have a tendency to save too much for the finale like they're scared to wrap anything up prior to the finale where i think a lot of these shows would benefit from wrapping things up in episodes 11 and 12 and then the main thing gets wrapped up in the final final episode so that's why i'm almost hoping the blackfire stuff might be the side thing uh, next week, and the focus is going to be wrapping up the Jason stuff, and maybe the Blackfire thing is the cliffhanger for next year. Who who knows? I I'm just hoping that we get enough action and enough resolve to the point where we're okay with whatever cliff we're left hanging on. Yeah, I agree. Um, but again, I mean this this episode was uh, with a few little nitpicks, notwithstanding. Again, I I really hated the beginning of the episode, but <laughs> but outside that, um, this was a really really strong episode, and it just makes me more hopeful for the ending. So we'll see where it goes next week. Um, but now, of course, just so everybody's aware, we have quite a bit of stuff between now and then that we have to cover. We have two very cool Halloween episodes that I'm really looking forward to. And we have, of course, DC Fandom. So it's going to be a couple of weeks before we get to the finale, but we will cover it. Make no mistake. Um, But, Joe, do you have anything else for Episode 12, Prodigal, that you'd like to bring up before we close it out? Um, We did not touch on uh, Dick's daughter in the dream sequence. That's the only thing that we really passed on that I thought was pretty intriguing. If they're hinting at a relationship with Starfire in the future with that. I'm all for that. I think there was a lot of cool stuff in that dream sequence on top of that. Also, um, I want Gar's Gotham Knight sweatshirt. (laughs) It's a really really cool sweatshirt. sweatshirt. Yeah. And I'm not a basketball guy, but like, I would love it if it was like a football instead of a basketball or something, but it's really cool. Um, and well, yeah, you know what? Isn't it funny how the Gotham Knights have been everything from basketball to football to baseball? (laughs) Yep. I, I will say I, 
we have gotten 12 excellent episodes. Have they been up and down as far as levels of, of quality? For me, everything has been consistent, good to great for me. So even if the finale ends on a cliffhanger, I'm still okay. Like, I, I think there's going to be a... I, I'm confident enough will be resolved in that episode. That mm-hmm. I will have... Looking back, I will have had a lot of fun with this season. And I'm not going to... I know a lot of people say the finale has to be good or I'm done. And I still feel like, well, if I can watch a show and have 12 excellent episodes and the finale just kind of ends in a whimper, I still had a lot of fun with the ride. And I'd rather have if you get 12 episodes of mediocrity, but then the finale is great. Well, okay. I had one hour of greatness. So I don't know. It's, it's kind of pick your poison. And I know uh, I really just, because I get annoyed with the whole, the whole, you know, thing with Titans never sticking the landing. It it bothers me, but Mm -hmm. I just, I don't, I don't think I'm going to come out of next week and say, the season was a letdown and maybe I'm being optimistic. Maybe I'm being blindly optimistic, but I really feel no matter what, I will look back at this season with really fond memories. Yeah, for sure. And, and the same goes for me. I'm with you for the most part. Um, I do, I do really, really want a phenomenal ending for the season and not just because everybody complains about the endings, but because I've seen this season uh, specifically this season that the folks behind this show are capable of fantastic storytelling. Mm-hmm. And I, I really want them to show everybody and to kind of shut everybody up that they can can end a story as good as they've they've started it and and progressed through it. So I'm really looking forward to it and and I really hope it's kind of a I really hope it's a great episode that's kind of a middle finger to, to all the <laughs> naysayers. Yeah, but, I, I, I'm rooting for them. I think that's what's what's so hard is because I don't think the way most people do. I the the first season there was there was reasons behind why the finale was changed and there there was other circumstances behind that. The second season I still like that finale other than Donna's death. I, I still I cannot defend Donna's death. But other than that I was fine with the finale. So mm-hmm. I'm not as nervous about it for myself but I just am rooting for them because I want that complaint about this show to go away. For sure. Um, okay. Well, outside of that, uh, we will be back for the finale and, and the way we're going to do that, we're going to do the finale and a huge season three wrap up episode. So look forward to that down the pipeline, but until then, Joe, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you out there on social media? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at jforno11 and on Facebook as Joe Forno. Very nice. Uh, and as for myself, you can find my personal accounts on Instagram and Twitter at mecarter89. That's M-E-Carter89. You can find the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TFRBatPod. You can reach us by email at TFRBatPod at gmail.com. If you would take a moment out of your day to leave leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, we would sure appreciate that. It helps the show gain exposure, and 
it will get you entered for our grand prizes for the TFR holiday giveaway. So if you can't remember the rules, make sure you go back to the beginning of this episode to make sure you get your entries done correctly. Uh, We will give a little recap of how to enter on each episode going forward until December. And then, uh, yeah, so pay attention to the episodes and keep an eye on Twitter for that official TFR holiday giveaway post. And until next time, keep that bad signal lit and point the sky. created by Bill Finger and Bob Kane. The Fire Rises, a Batman podcast, is in no way associated with AT&T, Warner Brothers, or DC Comics. The thoughts and opinions expressed by the participants are solely theirs and do not represent the companies that they work for. Thank you for listening. Jason? It's okay. It's me. Hey, what the fuck? Don't do this to me. I saw you die. Right here. I was in the pit. Like you, I came out alive. (sighs) The pit? Hey, who took you there? I don't know. Gar and Rachel were there when I came out. We don't have time. I need your help. You want me to help you? I'm a fucking murderer. You know how Crane is operating. You know how he thinks. He needs to be stopped or a lot more people are gonna die. You want redemption? Do you? This is the first step. You can't stop him. He's got everything. The police, the Batcave. He's gonna take the whole fucking city down. How? You think I know? He doesn't tell me shit. He must have said something. Think. Uh, it was all crazy shit. Like waves of anger and, and fear. The bright and darkened lands of the earth. There's something about an attack you and Bruce stopped a long time ago. Years ago, Crane sent a poem to Jim Gordon with clues about an attack on Gotham. A chain of explosives to release his fear toxin. We stopped him before he had a chance to set it off. Bruce took Crane's weapons and put them in the Gotham armory to study them. And Crane's in the Batcave, so he knows where those weapons are. And so do we now. We need to go. I show him a Titan again. No, you'll never be a Titan again. You can help me save Gotham.